Welcome to day 85 of season three, Shaped by the Word, the story of the prophets. Uh, David Keefe here with Matt and Katie Kresge. And we're continuing on in Isaiah. We've been in Isaiah for a bit, and we will continue to be in Isaiah for a bit. And we find ourselves in a pretty interesting section. We had, I guess, the cliffhanger on Friday, if you're following along day to day. If you're not, it could have been like, I just listened to that three minutes ago. <laughs> but we had the little cliffhanger. We have uh, Hezekiah, and, and we've seen time and time again, you know, Hezekiah at the time, right now, he's the king of Jerusalem. But time and time again, you know, we've seen the leaders of Jerusalem turn again to, to other countries, even back to Egypt for kind of military protection mm -hmm. against Assyria. And yet time and time again, God's been telling them, no, all I need you to do is trust in me and repent. Mm -hmm. And we kind of see a glimpse of that in our passage today. Hezekiah, he's going to humble himself. He's going to go before God and he's going to pray. Uh, and he's going to pray for divine intervention in the face of a big looming enemy, which is Assyria and another cliffhanger but God's going to save them. And, um, but we'll see again, though, even with Hezekiah, and this is what's been like the whole story of Isaiah, right? Like these ups and these downs. And just as mm -hmm. we see Isaiah or Hezekiah rise, just as quickly he's going to fall. Mm -hmm. And so let's turn to um, Isaiah 37. But before we do, Katie, do you mind uh, leading us in a moment of prayer? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you that you have um, given us your word and that we have such access to it. Um, thank you that we are able to read it freely and openly. Um, and I just pray that you, your presence, your spirit would meet us where we are as we listen, as we engage with your word together as your body. Um, would you transform us in it? Would you encourage us in it? Um, would you lead us, Holy Spirit, to, um, to not only hear the word, be hearers of the word, but doers of the word also. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Isaiah 37, um, Hezekiah has heard the news of Assyria coming. And here's where we pick up. When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Sheba, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, this is what Hezekiah says, this day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, as when children come to the moment of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the field commander who, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God, and that he will rebuke him for his words to the Lord, to Lord your God has heard. Therefore, pray for the remnant that still survives. When King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you've heard. Those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me, listen. When he hears a certain report, I will make him want to return to his own country, and there I will cut him down with the sword." When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, he withdrew and found the king fighting against Libna. When Sennacherib received the report that Turhakah, the king of Cush, was marching out to fight against him, when he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah with this word. 
Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Surely you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my predecessors deliver them, the gods of Gozan, Harah, Rizvah, and the people of Eden who were in Tel Ashar? Where is the king of Hamath or the king of Arpad? Where is the king of Lair, Sebathrim, Heva, and Imva? Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up into the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see, listen to all the words Simrathreb has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste um, have laid waste all the peoples and their lands. They have been thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but were only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from, the, from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. Hmm. So kind of a fun little section. You know, we've been in that story of the tension and and, and, and Israel time and time again wants to go to those other countries, but now, you know, they go to um, they go to Isaiah and he tells them, no, 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 don't do what you've typically been doing. Here's what I want you to do. And we see Hezekiah in that ending mm-hmm. scene. He he gets this threat, and the threat's basically, why would you think your God's going to help you? Have you seen all these other gods? They've been destroyed by Assyria. Mm-hmm. Nothing has been able to stop them. And yet Hezekiah goes to the Lord, and he realizes all those other quote, unquote, gods, those aren't real gods, but there is one real God who can really save. And what a good message for us as well, right? As we think about all the little things, and we talk about this a lot, I feel like every podcast, but all the little things we put our hope in, we put our trust in, Mm -hmm. they will eventually fail, yet there is one who will never fail, and that's the true and the living God, and that's the one that Hezekiah goes to in his moment of distress. So as you're looking at Isaiah 37, 1 through 20, What's standing out to you guys? I just, I love Hezekiah's kind of knee-jerk reaction is to, first of all, to seek um, wisdom from Isaiah. And also when he, when he reads this message, um, it, it's, it's not good news. And then his knee-jerk reaction is to, to go to the Lord, to pray. Mm-hmm. And so the, I love that knee-jerk reaction. I want that to be mine. <laughs> um, sure. and, and I love how he speaks to the Lord, which is with such humility and reminding himself, saying out loud that God is sovereign. He's enthroned between the cherubim. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. So not only you know, are you enthroned? You made heaven and earth. So it's really not a question to Hezekiah of if God can do it. It's a question of will he, does he want to do it? And so he's asking and pleading with him to do it. So I, I love that prayer. Um, and you know, may it be, may it be my prayer, may it be my knee-jerk reaction as well, just a prayer of humility and recognizing God's sovereignty. So we don't know how God's going to answer just yet, um, but we see that um, Hezekiah recognizes the sovereignty of God. When you have the love, too, that 
you know, you have um, the the boast from you know the Assyrians that mm-hmm. they're going to come and they're going to conquer just as they've conquered every other land and the gods haven't showed up and, and we see a little bit of that you know culturally that kind of the rise and fall of nations was associated with the strength of their gods you know that and here's Assyria boasting in not even the gods can stop us these gods are these other nations and so mm-hmm. when Hezekiah prays he he doesn't pray just for God to vindicate his people but he says you know at the end you know. Now would you rescue us from his hands so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, mm-hmm. Lord, are the only God, mm-hmm. that your name would be vindicated. And, and I think that's one of those important things that we're reminded of as we pray, that we would pray for the Lord's name to be vindicated. Um, we would pray for God to do what only he could do, that he may be glorified. You know, and that's a theme we see running throughout scripture is um, that that God is, is glorified in what he does um, but for his people, that that is a good thing. Um, that when God is glorified and you know He He does deliver mm-hmm. uh, from from the hands of others, you know that, that His people also receive a great amount of joy um, and, and blessing. So, uh, you know, you love His prayer that He's praying for the the deliverance and the rescue, but not simply just for that, but that God's name may be no- known throughout all the kingdoms of the earth as well. No, and that's a part of you know the Christian life that you know as we think about you know and even. Because it's so easy to turn the Christian life, you know, in, into a duty or into a, well, it's Sunday again, or I haven't read my Bible in, in three days, I'm, I'm terrible, I'm, mm-hmm. or do my kids know the Lord, you know, and it can quickly just become this this thing. And and even Hezekiah, you know, like he does go to the Lord in prayer, but it's when like his back's against the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I, but even in that prayer, he does point to something that is so important for us to remember. And it is what Matt's saying is that you know, really the heartbeat of the Christian life is to be lived, you know, for the glory of, of our Savior, right? And mm-hmm. obviously we see, and, and we'll soon see, you know, the saving power of God here in this little moment against this little enemy called Assyria and his little underlings, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, what a point to such a greater salvation um, that we received in Christ Jesus, not just saved from Assyria, Mm-hmm. But saved from sin and Satan and, and death and, and the agony of being away from Christ for eternity. And so what a, what a good pointer it gives us, you know, a few takeaways would simply be, man, the importance of prayer, uh, the importance of, of taking our concerns to the Lord because He hears us and He is the real, true, and lasting God, um, not to trust in and these little things made out of wood and stone fashioned by human hands, but that we would live in such a way um, that the Lord is glorified. And, you know, it says in the New Testament, right, that they would see our good deeds and glorify Him, um, that we'd be those types of people. So let's pray towards that end. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the gift and the beauty and even the gentle reminders that your word gives us that calls us to be your people regardless of whether it's good times or bad times or just mediocre times we're called to be your people in this time in this place living in such a way dependent on you in such a way um, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the lord and the only true god and pray that that's the way that we would live um, for your glory our joy Pray the whole name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.